You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 28, Let's Talk Autism in Girls. Well, hey there, mamas. Welcome back. I am excited to talk about today's topic because honestly, girls with autism get left behind so much in so many discussions. And I just think that it's important for all of us to understand that raising a girl with autism brings about the same challenges that raising a boy with autism does. So those of you who are raising girls Just know that we see you and we know that your experiences are no less than ours. So in today's episode, I am going to be talking all things girls and autism, and I want to give special recognition to our moms of girls in our private membership because they have honestly given me the inspiration to do this podcast and bring more attention to girls with autism. So thank you. You all know who you are. So the signs of autism in girls and women are not the same as those in boys and men. Autism manifests differently in girls, and also the criteria developed to diagnose is specifically around males. Here is what is important to know. Boys are three to five times as likely to be diagnosed as girls. So why is that? Well, let's talk about that first. To start, I will tell you that the National Autistic Society says that because of the male gender bias, girls are less likely to be diagnosed, even though their symptoms are equally as significant. Obviously, that says to me that in girls, pediatricians and physicians simply do not immediately go to autism, but instead they think of alternative reasons. They may be having deficits or behaviors. Next, as we all know, boys are often seen to simply be more disruptive than girls, and therefore they are more likely to receive attention. Girls are also much better at masking their symptoms and fitting in than boys are. And ultimately, their behavioral characteristics are seen to be less of a problem that might need a deeper look. They often become good at hiding their symptoms, not to stand out. Girls also oftentimes have less severe symptoms than their male peers, and that could simply be because they are learning to repress their symptoms, and ultimately, we believe that is why boys are diagnosed at a much younger age than girls generally. But here's something interesting. There has been some research done at several significant universities, including Harvard, University of California at Los Angeles, and the University of Washington, where they conducted a major study of girls and women with autism. 
What they found was fascinating in autistic girls. Everything they thought they knew in terms of functional brain development was not true. Everything they thought was true for autism seems to be only true for boys. For an example, many of these studies show that the brain of a boy with autism often processes social information, such as eye movements and gestures, using different brain regions that a typical boy's brain does. But that did not hold up in girls. Instead, what they found was that each girl with autism's brain looked like that of a typical boy of the same age, with reduced activity in regions normally associated with socializing, but they are still reduced relative to typically developing girls. So what that means in short is that the brain of a girl with autism may be more like the brain of a typical boy than that of a boy with autism. Interesting, isn't it? So let's talk about some more of the reasons why girls may be underdiagnosed. Now, what I will tell you is girls who have apparent symptoms such as obvious self-stimming behaviors, extreme difficulties with speech and language, severe difficulties with social communication, or significant cognitive challenges are usually referred for evaluation and diagnosed at a young age. But girls whose symptoms are slight or whose intelligent level allows them to mask their symptoms may not even be diagnosed until preteens or teens, and most recently, even into adulthood. Now, our culture may be to blame for some missed diagnosis in girls. In general, girls are expected to be quieter and less assertive than boys, right? A girl who appears shy and withdrawn may be seen as acceptably, you know, um, feminine, while a boy with the same behaviors is considered to be atypical. Similarly, a girl who seems spacey or unengaged is often just described as flighty, while a boy with similar behaviors may attract negative attention. So before I begin talking about some common signs of autism in girls, if any of you boy moms are listening to this episode, Yes, some of these are also signs that we recognize in our boys, but I want to make sure that they're not overlooked in girls. So these are some of the common signs often seen. Oftentimes, they will rely heavily on other children to guide them and speak for them. Sometimes girls may seem to be developing fairly typically in their early years, but as they enter teen years, they find social communication to be increasingly difficult. They often have difficulty expressing their feelings when they're frustrated. You may see them have inappropriate age-appropriate meltdowns that often interfere with relationships with their peers or with teachers or people of authority and even with you. They may also have passionate and restricted interest but have no interest in hearing another person's thoughts about her interest. And that can make it difficult for her to join, you know, in friend groups. Um, they are also a lot of times unusually sensitive to sensory challenges like bright lights, loud noises, 
crowded areas, and even certain smells. Um, I've a lot of our girl moms say that they struggle with um, perfumes and things like that. They they're really sensitive to those things. Difficulty making and keeping friends, and this always comes back because oftentimes they cannot pick up on nonverbal social cues. And because of this, sometimes this results in bullying because she may want to fit in, but she has a difficult time mimicking other girls' behaviors or styles. They often seem clueless to what their peers are doing, and they don't pick up on those subtle things that they might be saying that they don't want to be friends. Now, another thing that we see a lot of times and often becomes prevalent um, at the time that hormones come into play is epileptic seizures. So keep an eye out for that. I actually just um, coached a mom a few months back um, whose daughter was, I think she was just 13 and began having epileptic seizures. So keep an eye on that as well. They're often described as quiet or shy. Now, we know that being quiet or shy isn't in itself a symptom of autism, but often difficulty with receptive and or expressive language can make it difficult to join in conversations and respond appropriately in those social situations. Unusual depression, anxiety, and moodiness, which are certainly not unique to autism, but Autism is absolutely associated with many different mood disorders, and we see this a lot in teenage girls with autism. Now, some other signs to consider that are not talked about so much, but are equally as important to pay attention to, and again, they may mirror some of the same signs in boys, but we want to be sure to recognize them in girls as well. Not responding to their name by the age of one. Now, most typical developing children will respond to you calling their name, showing them something. They're responsive by that age. And a lot of times I've seen in autism with girls, they're not doing this until almost three years old. So pay attention to that. They prefer not to be hugged or cuddled at a young age. They're not being able to follow instructions, which that's an executive functioning deficit. So, um, you know, that's something to look for. They won't look at what someone is pointing at for them to look at. I found that very interesting. So when you tell them to look at something and you're pointing, oftentimes they won't look at it. Another big one is losing vocabulary skills as they get older. Very common, exceptionally common in girls. They display learned skills as they get older, but they lose some of their those skills that they learned at an earlier age that really can't be explained. They can't express their needs and wants, resulting in just eruptions of emotions and meltdowns. Difficulty understanding other people's feelings. Look, here's the thing. They are having a difficult enough time understanding themselves, let alone other people. So those are some of the main things that you want to look for at a younger age. So now that we've talked about those signs to look for, I want to talk about behaviors in autistic females, which can be helpful for those of you who have little girls to be aware of as they grow into their teenage years and even beyond. Autistic females tend to be more aware of the need to socialize. 
So what I mean by that is even if they lack the skills to interact, autistic girls often copy what their peers do and mimic the skills needed for social interaction. Autistic girls often won't initiate social contact, but can easily go through the motions of how they're expected to act in those situations. Autistic females tend to use their words carefully. Rather than making meaningless comments, autistic girls will use their words with purpose and will not use small talk to initiate communication. Autistic females often create an elaborate fantasy world. So think about this. Much like an autistic boy would develop strong, special interest, an autistic girl may develop a vivid imaginary world or take great joy in escaping into fiction that she's created in her mind. Autistic females are more likely to experience high rates of depression and anxiety, we talked about this earlier. Beginning in their teenage years, there's evidence to suggest that autistic girls commonly develop mental health issues, including depression, anxiety, and oftentimes eating disorders. There has been studies that have shown that a very high percentage of females in mental health treatment centers in their 20s are actually undiagnosed autistics. Wow, right? Autistic females often have fewer friends, particularly in their teenage years. Autistic girls are often isolated or have fewer friends than other girls in their peer group. This is linked to the difficulty that they experience with communication and interaction. Autistic females find teenage life particularly stressful. Now, any teenager can have trouble coping with their adolescent years. Autistic girls are likely to struggle even more as they come to, you know, come into their sexuality and relationships and puberty. Those are all very difficult times for girls with autism. So I hope today's episode has been helpful. And if you feel that these criteria describe your daughter and you decide to seek an evaluation, be sure to find an evaluator or team that has specific experience working with girls on the spectrum. As I mentioned, it can be tough to diagnose high-functioning autism in girls who have learned to work around their challenges. So you, mama, may have to go a little bit further. And for those of you who have girls, who have the diagnosis, I hope that I gave you some things to keep an eye out for as they grow to look at specifically in their behavior and their interactions and things like that. So I uh, hope that you all have an amazing week ahead. And if you're on social media, make sure that you look for us at Not Your Average Autism Mom on all your social media platforms. And if you want more information on the private membership or when we open for new members, make sure you head over to the website at www notyouraverageautismmom.com. And until next week, um, have a great week. And remember, you are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership.
Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey. And you will develop relationships with other moms just like you, all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.